Tape from New Jersey. It's the SNL Nerds, a show with two comics from New Jersey nerds. Out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. John Trumbull, happy February, good sir. Oh yeah, this is like our first show of February, isn't it? Yay, we did it. We're in a new month. Yay. We did it, we, we survived it. We, made we survived January. Whoop, whoop. We did it, yay. I'm, I'm raising the roof right now. I, I'm sure you are. Like, uh, no, I actually am. That's the sad thing. We ha- we have no video recording yet. I'm still doing the thing. <laughs> You're just doing it for yourself at this point. For your own. I am. I am. It makes me happy. Yeah, you know, it works out the arms. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's aerobic. I think. Yeah, you know, work uh, uh glutes and pleats and uh tries and, and body del- parts. Delts. Delts. Delts involved. Trapezius muscles. Yeah, gluteus maximus. Uh, wasn't that, that uh, uh, Russell Crowe's character in Gladiator? I think I don't know. I've you've exhausted my knowledge of uh, of muscles. Like I barely, okay. I think I don't know. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> that's as far, as far as I go. Louis Maximus, the end. That's what. Yeah. That's, that's the end of the line for me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, but uh, yeah, uh, February, new month. Oh, same month. old us, and we got a new episode. A so new episode of Saturday Night Live for us to talk about. Third in a series, collect them all. Yeah, this, is, uh, Gotta catch this week all. we're doing Pedro Pascal and Coldplay. This is season forty-eight, episode twelve. Uh, the episode from February fourth, twenty twenty-three. Yeah, so. uh, Pedro Pascal, of course, best known right now for being in The Mandalorian mm-hmm. and uh, you know the big smash HBO Max show, The Last of Us. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's pretty much known as being a dramatic actor, being like a very gritty type of, you know, dramatic actor. You, of course, you've seen him in Narcos. Uh, you've seen him. At, he was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I didn't uh, realize he was in Game of Thrones until he said that during the monologue. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he was in like the whole thing, but I think he was, he was definitely in a couple episodes. He's here. probably somebody who was, who was killed quickly. I'm assuming. I, I never saw Game of Thrones, but I, from what I understand, people got uh, murked. On that thing uh, mm-hmm. quite regularly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also know him. He was part of the uh, community uh, script uh, read through and the early days of COVID. He yes. In on that. Yeah, did yeah. A, did a very nice job. Yeah, um, I, I think that's when people started to notice like, oh, he has a good sense of humor. He has a good yeah. sense. He's not all like doom and gloom and. He's, brooding he's like a goofy side uh he he yeah. just did that movie with uh with nicholas cage um the uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent talent yes that's it yes. that's it i rented that a little while ago it was all right it wasn't quite as mind-bendingly meta trippy as i was hoping so yeah i think just people really have a thing for nick, nick cage these days so to have nick cage played nick cage yeah. A lot of people were like, whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I wanted it to be like a little bit more Charlie Kaufman-esque, and it, it didn't quite get there for mm. me. I mean, it was it was, it was was good, and Nicolas Cage was good, and, and Pedro Pascal was, was good, too. And, you know, I didn't dislike it. I was just like, oh, well, you know, that was all right. Okay. <laughs> it was all right, says John Trumbull of the SNL yes. Nerds. Rave reviews. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, that, that review belongs on the back of the uh, the DVD box. 
It really does. It really does. Mm-hmm. As as do most of my reviews. But um, you know, I was looking forward to seeing him on SNL and seeing what he could do. And and I enjoy Coldplay uh, as musicians. I'm not a huge Coldplay fan, but I was looking forward to seeing them on the show. I was like, hey, that's cool. All right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like Coldplay enough that I think you know they're pleasant. They're mm-hmm. you know they're okay. You know, a lot of people kind of give them grief because they're like, oh, I don't know. Because like I guess they're they're the type of bands where their music you just automatically hear and um you know, uh, commercials for Apple products and yeah. Target. Ads. I mean, I can get why people might not like them because, you know, they can be on the pretentious side and, you know, the whole Marion Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Um, mm. Although, admittedly, it was just one guy in the band who did that. They didn't all marry her <laughs> as a band. That they did it? Me. You sure about that? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm like 90% certain that yeah. it was just Chris Martin. But... Right. You, you don't know what these rock stars are into, man. They're into some Freaky shit. Hey, I'm not going to kink shame. I'm okay. not about that. You know what? I, I take that back. I apologize. I'm not about that life. That's right. If you, if you want to marry, if if you and your your band want to marry Gwyneth Paltrow, then by 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 God, you and your band should go marry Gwyneth Paltrow. Who am I to judge? Right. Right. Absolutely. So, uh, want to get into it? Get into this, this fantastic episode. I, Oh, a fantastic episode. You thought this episode was fantastic. Wow. I, I, I was being nice. Okay. Were you being ironic? Uh, no, I... No, all right, all right. so, Cardinal, I, I liked this episode. I don't think it was fantastic, but I did like it. I'll say okay, that. I wasn't too nuts about it. Um, oh, interesting. Well, yeah, I, I thought it was largely a miss, especially after last week, where I liked uh, most everything to some degree. So I, wow. I had some problems. Okay. Um, I, I think I know which gadget you had a problem with, but we'll we'll get there. We'll oh, okay. Well, I think I'll, I'll, I'm I, interested in hearing your thoughts and hearing your predictions on my thoughts. I th- yeah. Let me tell you what you think. Well, I mean, hey, we've been doing the podcast for a while. I, uh, you, you could make a probably a reasonably accurate prediction. I think we've come to know each other's tastes decently well. I think so. I think I, I think I got a good bead on the sketches you had issues with but like well okay we'll find out we'll get there let's get there all right all right um let's, let's begin the journey okay well, so starting off we had uh spy balloon cold open this was all about you know one of the big news stories of this week we had the the big chinese spy balloon that was floating over the u.s and all the republicans were like why doesn't biden shoot it down and then he shoots it down and then were they quiet about it, or were they, did they have problems with him shooting it down? I, I didn't even really keep track. I I don't listen to them at all for, for my own uh, mental well-being. Yeah, that's that's a good policy. Um, I'm sure they had some issue with it. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so we had we had Chloe as the uh, one of the MSNBC newscasters. Uh, Katie Turr. Katie Tour reporting on it. Keenan was like a military dude reporting on it, or you know, giving his expertise on it. Yeah, they're saying that they shut down the balloon. They don't know how the balloon got past their West Coast defense system. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seattle Space Needle. That's cute. It's cute. It's cute. And you know, he was saying that they had the the sophisticated detection system of just like looking up and going, oh. Um, <laughs> the way you said it made me laugh. I well, I had to do a verbal thing because we're not a visual medium. Got it. Um, theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Um, and then the, and then they you know the, they located the remains of the balloon, and then we cut to Bowen as the balloon. Um, 
Because, you know, you have to have the Asian guy play the Chinese spy balloon, I guess. Of, of course. I mean, what would you hire him for? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know, he's he's green screened on the ocean. He's floating around and, you know, it's it's Bowen. So he's got a little attitude. Um, it was it was cute. Yeah, yeah. He had his, his uh, little floaties on and he's talking about, oh, if people freaked out just because I'm a Chinese balloon. Like, you know, yeah. back in China, I'm just a regular balloon. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, well, what were you doing over Montana? He's like, I love the show Yellowstone, okay? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and he also brought up some good points that I thought were, I kind of dug, where, you know, I mean, the, the spy balloon, of course, like, kind of freak people out because they don't, you know, people in the in the U.S. respect their privacy. They don't want their uh, info out there. But then we have Bowen as a spy balloon saying, well, if you really cared about your privacy, I mean, but you'll still have, like, an Alexa in your home. Yeah. And you still have... Your bank info on your notes app, and you yeah, still yeah. you're you still know, on TikTok. Yeah, like all the, your all your like basically, if you if you have a phone, like pretty much all your info is on there anyway. You're you're it's on the grid. There. Yeah, that's all. Everybody's compromised to some degree. We're um, all on the grid. We we are we are. Um, he also objected to being described as wide as three buses. Ooh. Um, and he was like, how would you like your, your size to be described in, in buses? Ooh, meow. <laughs> yeah, that was cute. Yeah, he got a little catty, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, overall, not a bad intro. I thought it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, yeah. That was cute. You know, cute. What didn't go on too long. I thought it was all right. I, I thought that, like, I didn't know what the trick was. Because, like, I thought the trick would be just them interviewing the general and other people about the balloon. So, at the beginning, mm-hmm. I was like, eh. I don't know about this, but then they switched it over where it was mostly about Bowen as the floating. Uh, yeah, it took that turn into absurdity, which I I think was good. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that definitely helped it. Yeah, it was almost like the uh, the iceberg thing that Bowen did a few years back. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it's it's kind of fun to see Bowen as those absurd characters that it's you know normally inanimate objects. Um, right. so, Giving a voice yeah, it, to the voiceless. It was it was cute. Um, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't give it too much more than that. It's a perfectly fine way to start out the show, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I thought it was all right. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got ourselves a monologue. We got we got ourselves a monologue, mister. Uh, you know, Pedro Pascal comes out. He's wearing a brilliant purple shirt. Ooh, bright purple. My lord, yeah. just blinding me. Oh, uh, also we should mention uh, mm. the... Um, what was it? Uh, yeah, the cold open written by Mark Mike DeCenzo, Allison Gates, Ken Sublet, Celeste Yen. And the monologue is written by Mike DeCenzo and Jake Nordwind. Monologue boys. He's that hot writer that uh, Colleen Feynman is dating, I understand. Yes, the one with the big hog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so we did we establish that? I, I think I put it out there and I'll, I'm oh, gonna, okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna keep it going. All right, okay. Yeah. My man's packing. <laughs> Is that going to be a regular thing where we speculate about the various writers' penis sizes? Uh, yes. yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't aware we'd have to weigh in on that, but all I'm right. Um, I'm making an executive decision right now. Okay. Yep. Well, that's a, that's another column of notes I'll have to keep on my iPhone. <laughs> Put it right next to your uh, bank info. Yeah, this, this writer seems like a six-incher to me. <laughs> Grower, not shower. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pedro Pascal, he comes out, he you know, talks about some of his credits, like we mentioned, Game of Thrones, Star Wars, and Mandalorian. And he he was talking about how 
like he's he stopped and like he was he was persuaded to talk to someone's six-year-old and the six-year-old has no idea who he is because he's not unmasked in the mandalorian so he just has to like do the mandalorian voice but it's sort of like a bedroom voice so he he just sounds like he's talking romantically to a six-year-old child not good not good he's definitely on some lists yeah 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 but yeah i don't know i don't understand why somebody would ask him to like oh no do the voice talk to my kid it's like the kid the kid ain't going to know the voice because, like, the voice is kind of modulated and you don't, eh, I don't know. I guess they're just so excited because they know they, they they are thinking their kid might know or something. Or maybe maybe they're just stupid. I don't know. I'm going to go with that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> People right. are stupid. A lot, a lot of stupid Star Wars fans out there, I'd say. Yeah, yeah big dum-dums. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I... then uh, after that we have... Um, Pedro talking about how he is uh, from Chile and how Chile. how and he is the uh, first Chilean person to host SNL. I kind of uh, figured, yeah, all right, yeah. And uh, you know, he goes into talking about his family back in Chile, how they're all proud of him, and how they uh, just give out his phone numbers to random people back home in Chile. Yeah, uh, what you're not supposed to do that? I I wouldn't. No, <laughs> please don't. You don't want to get phone calls, be like, "Yeah, who's this?" Like, "Oh, can you be? Hey, hey, Mandalorian, could you talk to my wife?" Yeah, yeah, I, I see how that would get a little old. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, yeah. the first time it gets old. Second time, you got to charge. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Second income. That's what you make. <laughs> Third time, time for the restraining order. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, yeah, then he goes into his time on uh, Law and Order. Played two different characters. Yeah, yeah. One was like a Latino gang member, and then a Hasidic Jew. <laughs> Hasidic Jew, yes. So he was like, like "That's range." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and uh, then it ends with a very, I don't know, very touching note about like how he talks about how he's grateful to be here in this country, and how he's grateful for his mom and dad for leaving Chile mm-hmm. to come here when he was like he... nine years old or, or nine months old. They were, yeah, they were yeah. playing uh, Pinochet. Yeah, yeah, and it's a. Uh, it ends in a very like sort of sweet, touching moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I thought it was a nice little sweet monologue. Uh, pretty short. It was pretty no, short. Yeah, not not as long as the usual monologues. So, you know, I guess they didn't have <laughs> too much to to say. But you know, he he's he seemed like such a, a friendly, amiable guy. You just sort of instinctively like him. Yeah, it seemed like the audience really liked him too. A lot of the audience people were like really. There were some Pedro Pascal stands in the oh. audience. They were like they were woo wooing him. Pascalaholics. Yeah, I, I don't know what they're called. Pascalcoholics. His his equivalent of cumber bitches. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, people were yelling like uh, reggae John Page was in the room. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Well, you know, he's got a following, I'm sure. Oh, he does, and we'll we'll get to that following in a in a certain sketch coming up. Yes, yes. Um, there was there was some hooting and hollering and some some sketches for. Oh for my lord. It's like the Beatles came in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first sketch of the night, we had a uh, big Hollywood quiz with uh, Bowen as the host, Pedro, Ego, and Chloe as the contestants. And this is, well, just exactly what it says on the tin. They're, they're asking questions about Hollywood, and, and the contestants can easily answer questions about older movies from, like, decades past, but, like, anything... From the last 10, 15 years, they're just like, huh? What? Uh, uh, yeah, I think Bowen asked him the question about saying, this is, uh, you know, in 2020, this is the most 
watch show on Netflix called Ginny and and no what? Yeah. No one knew it, which I didn't know it either. I, I have not heard of that show. And he's like, it's the number one show on the number one streaming service. And I really didn't know it because I let my Netflix subscription lapse a number of months ago. Um, and, I, I, you know, I guess I guess the basic joke is like our entertainment world is so fractured now that people can't really keep track of stuff. I think that was the, the, the gist of it, like how basically yeah. now there's so much content out there. Yeah. And like there's like so many movies coming out on so many streaming services. It's just right. hard to keep track. And like there's a lot of things that kind of slip through the cracks. And unless it's like a big tentpole movie that is like, you know, getting advertised everywhere or it's trending on TikTok, people just won't know it. Like one movie they talked about, the Sarah Pauli film or Sarah Pauli film that she directed with an, like an all female cast. Women talking. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I knew about it because like I'm a, you know, I'm a movie nerd. So I, I'm always on like, you know, movie sites and like I've right. heard about it. So like, yeah, you 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 like sharing those links on Facebook. Whenever there's like a yeah. big movie news, Darren Darren shares it. And yeah, I'm I'm on the beat. If it, if it's if it's bad news, he shares it with a whelp. Um, <laughs> That's right. Follow and, me on uh, Facebook and, and get yeah, more uh, yeah. crazy updates. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and of course they asked about Andrea Riseborough about the movie she was in. Uh, nobody even heard of her. Right. <laughs> and I think. At one point, Bowen's like, no, they say this is the best movie of her career. And then Ego goes, career? Yeah, yeah. And and she's like the person who was just recently nominated for an Oscar. I guess supporting actress? Uh, it might be actress. I can okay, it all right. Um, but yeah, it was like a, uh, a grassroots type of... Uh, yeah, thing. yeah. And there was there was like a little controversy about it. I, I did read a little about this. I, I don't pretend I'm, I know all the ins and outs of the story. But yeah, every... And then, like, finally, it gets to the point where Bowen's just like, "Name three movies from the last five years." <laughs> and Pedro Pascal's like, "The Hangover," and they're like, "That's twenty years old." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 some interesting commentary. I don't know. I kind of wish his sketch was a little bit stronger, but I did like yeah. it. But like, I it's one of those things where like it needed an extra something. Yeah, it was like, it was okay. I just I. Yeah, I thought it was a little muddled. Um, I was like, okay, are you just basically saying it's just tough to keep track of entertainment these days, or or more people are into things from decades past than current stuff? Or I don't know. I thought, yeah, the premise wasn't crystal clear to me, which I think hurt it a bit. Yeah, well, I mean, I think there was at one point uh, Pedro Pascal's character says, "Well, what about?" You know, can, can you ask this question about like a, you know the big movies that everybody knows about, but we all know about? And then I think Bowen with big stars like Nicole Kidman. Yeah, and then they mention Nicole Kidman's uh, project on Apple TV right. called Roar that no one's heard of. And yeah. then he goes, "All right, well, what about Samuel Jackson? We've all heard about him. He uh, had this amazing product. He had this amazing show on Apple TV. What was it called? No one even knows it. Like, I imagine the PR team in Apple TV is like." Gotta be like, God damn it. No one knows our shit. Uh, but I will admit, Apple TV has some really good stuff on it, but it's all like original programming, but like nobody watches right. it, which is a bummer. Well, maybe, no, maybe, I mean, that, maybe that's the well, point. Yeah, Ted Lasso, that's that's yeah. Apple TV. I, I hear the new Shrinking Show is good with Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. I want to check that out. Yeah, yeah, um, I've, I've been watching that. It is, it is good. I love Severance. Severance is legit. I, I want to see Severance too. You know, I, I enjoy the Adam Scott. So, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, but overall, I did like this sketch, but I feel like it needed a, a little something more. Like, yeah. I, I kind of yeah. saw what they were getting at, but I think it needed to be, it needed a little bit more of something, something. I also, yeah, yeah, and yeah. also uh, through the sketch, I did find out that the movie that uh, Andrea Riseborough is not, was in, uh, To Leslie, it only made uh, $27,300. Right, yeah, and Chloe's like, oh, that's pretty bad for an opening weekend, and Bowen goes, it's been out for four months. And I looked it up, and that is absolutely true. It's only made 27, and it's nominated for Oscars. Well, I mean, I, wow. you know, I, I'm fine with that if it's a good movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's good. No, it, should, it, shouldn't be about, it shouldn't be about the box office. It's not about money. It's about art, Garen. <laughs> you know what, you're about right. Art. I, oh, God. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I I let the money Oscars blind. we're talking about. I let the money blind me. I forgot, I forgot about the love of the art, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, I don't know about you, but I care about the art. <laughs> I care about the cinema. Uh, <laughs> so that one was written by Allison Gates, Kent, Ken Sublet, Kent Sublet, and Brian Tucker. Brian and, Tucker. Uh, next up, we got uh, we got ourselves a pre-tape HBO Mario Kart trailer written by Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel. Yeah, this was uh, you know basically just imagining if HBO did other shows in the style of The Last of Us, taking a video game and making like a bleak, uh, a post-apocalyptic drama about it, and doing that with Mario Kart, which is kind of an absurd choice. Uh, I mean, it is, but yeah, it is absurd, but I, I kind of get it. Like for, I, I've noticed that for some reason, like millennials, people in their thirties love Mario Kart. Like Mario Kart has this whole, like a huge crazed fan base of people. Mm -hmm. people. Like people are just, you know, frothing at the mouth over Mario Kart. So I get that. Like as soon as you yeah. see Mario, yeah, for a certain section of people, people, as soon as they see Mario Kart, they're like, oh yeah, I love it. Well, I, th I think it's, you know, it's one of those games that, like, has been around for so long and it's been in so many iterations. People have that nostalgic affection for it because it kind of, like, reminds them of their childhood. Yeah. I mean, that's my theory anyway. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But um, yeah. uh, this sketch I thought was okay. I mean, the, the big thing I think about this sketch is the production on this thing. It, it, like, technically, it was so impressive because it's obviously, like, the actors are just in a cart a physical uh mario kart thing on a green screen but they they did this whole background it looks like they're in an actual game but it looked it, instead of the actual mario kart graphics they they made it look you know more post-apocalyptic so to tie in with the premise of the sketch and, and you know you're looking at it and you're just like wow how'd they do this inside of a week man i mean holy toledo like the yeah. look of this thing is just chef's kiss it is yeah it is impressive yeah, that, that was what I was most impressed by. You know, like I, the premise, I was like, yeah, well, that's that's kind of cute." You know, you got Pedro Pascal. He's like, hey, "It's a me, a Mario." Um, yeah, you, know, you got Mikey Day's Luigi. You got Chloe as the princess. Uh, you have Bone Yang as Yoshi, who's bisexual. Yeah. You have uh, Marcelo as Toad, who's also bisexual. Right, uh, and that's as and it's. I guess this sketch was kind of like the movie Avatar. It looks impressive. It's a it's a huge feat. Mm -hmm. I mean, folks, I really think the production team like the, signed those contracts because the production team yeah put yeah, in work in this thing seriously. <laughs> yeah, really seriously. I mean, yeah, that right there that's that's an argument for yeah. That's <laughs> make a deal, guys. Yeah, if if the yeah if the people at NBC or the powers that be are like are saying, 
well, why does the production team want to go union? Why why should we sign these contracts? Yeah. Just show them this this trailer. I mean, somebody had to put in some serious overtime yeah. to do that shit. Yeah. Um, so it looks great. Yeah. Dialogue and script and joke wise. Oh. Yeah, I, I can't say it made me laugh a great deal because it, it's one of those things that there's not much there beyond the initial premise. It was just like, hey, what if we did a Mario Kart thing in the style of The Last of Us? I, d- I did like when they had the reviews where, where they were just like, yeah, this ain't it. <laughs> and New York Times. The worst possible choice of game to use. Yeah. <laughs> Variety. Yeah, um, I mean, this definitely gave me vibes of um, the the Grouch they did back in the David Harbour episode. Sure. Yeah, uh, but I think that was done a little bit, a little bit better. It had a, little, a few more jokes in it. This one was yeah. kind of, it was almost straightforward, in a way. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I think it was more about the visuals than anything else. Yeah, like and yeah, yeah. They they kind of decided to let the effects drive this sketch, as it were. Absolutely, visually, it's stunning. The effects uh, and and the costume team too. Gotta yeah. give give a shout out to the costume and makeup people because you know oh, yeah. they, they did a great job as as per usual. Yeah, absolutely. No, Pedro, Pedro looked great. He was like a good-looking Mario. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, visually stunning, dialogue-wise, I don't know. Yeah, didn't didn't really tickle my funny bone. <laughs> bone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, next up, Waking Up. Waking Ske- Up. Sketch written by Allison Gates and Ken Sublette. Oh, they're busy this week. They are. They're put, burning that midnight oil. Yeah, so we, we had Pedro in a hospital. He's waking up from a coma, and he's he's kind of frazzled. Doesn't quite know what's going on. Doesn't remember his wife. Doesn't remember his best friend. Doesn't doesn't remember his sister. Yeah, and, and he and now he's he, talking in a funny voice. Yeah, he has a funny way of talking now. Yeah. I feel like this is the one that you had a problem weren't too crazy about. I mean, I wasn't nuts about this. I, Aha, called like, it. I, I, I didn't feel there was a lot of there there, you know? I'm just like, uh, it felt like they sat down with Pedro at the beginning of the week and they were like, okay, Pedro, what can you do? Can you do any impressions? Can you do any accents? And he's like, I can do this kind of funny voice. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, let's build a sketch around that. What, what can we do with that? Um, yeah, I, I will admit yeah. there wasn't too much to the sketch. It was basically Pedro waking up from a coma. His wife yeah. is next to him, the doctor, his friend, his sister, and he's like trying to remember who he is. And all the time he's talking in this kind of funny voice. It, it sounds like his like his tongue is too big for his mouth, almost. But <laughs> it's like, oh my god, what what am I doing here? Well, yeah, it's kind of valley girlish, I guess. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't really get the point. I was just. I, yeah, I think it was just, it, it was just, this sketch was a big old bag of silly, and yeah. I think it's one of the things where you're kind of on board with it or not, just like... Yeah, here. I, I would have liked to see it get a lot more absurd, you know? I mean, I did like the few parts where uh, Bowen, as a doctor, was like, kind of doing tests to make sure his, all his faculties were there. Right. And like, one of the tests was just him saying a riddle where the answer yes. was the candle. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. See, I wish it. I wish it leaned more into the absurd touches like that, or, or like, you know, he thinks he can speak another language. He can. He thinks he can suddenly speak Spanish, and he, and he thinks he is speaking Spanish, but he's not. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, let me see if I can speak Spanish. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, yeah, Tony yeah. yelling it. I I feel like this is like a voice. You know, sometimes like when you're home by yourself, you'll talk to yourself in a goofy voice, 
and it'll like amuse you and only mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I feel like Pe- this is Pedro's silly voice that amuses him because right. he even breaks like like towards the end of the sketch. Yeah, yeah. He he broke a few times over the course of the show, and I I should have predicted that he was like kind of susceptible to that because he did he broke in the community uh, read through that they did. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm. If you haven't seen that, it's it's worth seeing. They do. It's the episode with uh, with Pierce Hawthorne's uh, funeral, and he was subbing for uh, uh, what's what what's his name from. Uh, I'm, I'm picturing the actor and his name. I'm blanking on it, but but he he got to a big laugh line in the episode, and he just like broke, and it took him a few attempts to get through it. Oh wow! So, yeah, I I think he's 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 an easy breaker, is what I'm trying to say. He's an easy breaker. He'll break your heart, but you won't feel it. Like no other. Though you know it, you'll be on your knees. I don't want to sing too much because I don't want to pay us royalties. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we, we're we're probably at the limits of that. But uh, See, you're welcome. Easy Money by uh, by Phil Collins and who who's the other fellow? Easy Lover, uh, Phil Collins and Phil. Oh, fuck, I forget, I forget his last. Was name. it another Phil? Yeah, he's the lead singer of uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, okay, okay. Who's uh, who is the other guy? I gotta look that up now. Damn it! I I know it's Philip Phil Bailey. Bailey, yes, of Phillip course. Philip Bailey. I didn't realize it was two Phils. Yes, Philip Bailey from two. Uh, yeah, two Phils, one cup. Yes, Philip yeah. Bailey from. <laughs> anyway, uh, you know, go check out the uh, the music video to Easy Lover if you haven't seen that. Before. It's a fantastic song. It's like quite it. entertaining. Oh my god! Quite like, entertaining and, and and quite a little toe tapping number. Yeah. Hey, it, let us know what you think about it. If you if we get enough yeah. if we get enough responses. John and I will recreate the video Easy Lover for our Patreon. <laughs> We're going to have to rent a helicopter. Holy shit. It's in the budget, right? <laughs> Frank, we're renting a helicopter. <laughs> um, hope we get a lot of uh, donations to the Patreon this week. That's right. <laughs> we're going to have to have costume changes. Oh. We're going to have to record a single. Got to rent the studio out. <laughs> Got to get a, uh, you know, uh, what you call it, like uh, blazers t- t- with uh, rolled up sleeves? Uh, yes, yes, because it is an 80s music video. Well, hells yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm loving this. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> We're going to do a shot for shot remake. Of the oh. But we'll have to do it on a budget of like 198 <laughs> I think we can do it. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, my God. Frank, make it so. Make it so. We're gonna have to get wigs. Oh, oh my god, it's gonna be fan. Oh, dude, I'm getting pumped for it already. I can't wait. I'm gonna go watch the video right now after this podcast. Maybe we should pause the recording, just watch the Easy Lover music video real fast, no. and then come back and finish the show. No, we gotta get through this. Come on. Okay, okay. But as soon as we're done, we're watching that video. All god right. Damn it. All right. <laughs> Oh, we amuse ourselves. Oh, good times, guys. Good times. <laughs> good times. Uh, so next, next up on the show, we had Fan Cam Assembly. Uh, who was who responsible for this sketch, Darren? Fan Cam Assembly. Mike DeCenzo, Jake Nordwin, Asha War, Celeste Yim. All right. All right. Do you, do you think that uh, Jake Nordwin's huge hog was... was... An asset or a barrier to writing this sketch? Ooh, interesting. 
Do you think it, it made it easier or harder for him? Was it something he had to overcome? Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it was an asset. Like okay, uh, yeah, you know, uh, like most things in life. Yeah, yes, of course. It's easier it's, with a big penis. Never hurts to have a big hog. <laughs> I mean, unless it's like grotesquely large. Yeah, unless it's then, like, it, then it probably does hurt, and it's you know slightly painful. Yeah, unless it's like you know dragging on the floor or coming out your pant leg or something. No, that, yeah, yeah, where it's problem. like the physical malady. Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like a fire hose, you just like sling it over your shoulder like a boa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think um, of that like that Star Wars character that has like that big kind of big Bib Fortuna, where he's got the thing wrapped around his neck. That, that's you read my mind. That's it. Holy crap! Was that his penis? Maybe I don't. Is that maybe? I don't know. Is his penis coming out of his neck? Or is it like so huge that he, he just had to wrap the excess around his neck? Oh my god, like it's a muff or something. I don't know. Uh, like it's a scarf. Oh my god. George, that is horrifying. George Lucas call in. Let us know. <laughs> Was that Bib Fortuna's penis or no? Oh my god. For his sake, I hope not. That seems like a burden. Yeah, well. Or or a or a blessing, I guess maybe I don't. Uh, what were anyway, you? fan cam assembly. Yes, uh, yes. <laughs> Pedro Pascal is a teacher at a high school, and by the way, I like that the establishing shot of this sketch—it's just a shot of a high school, and at the front it just says "high school." <laughs> no name. They give the name in the sketch, but but the establishment just says high school. <laughs> it is the most generic thing ever, and I am here for it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keep it nice and generic for future sketches. That's right. That's right. We may have to recycle this building someday. You know, just uh, like reverse the film or something. And <laughs> Well done. Well done. But yeah, so he, he gets up in front of the school in an assembly, and he's just like, hey, uh, guys, can we can we not do TikToks of the staff anymore? Uh, yeah, it's like a whole thing about how all the students really like him because he's like the, the teacher that the, the whole school loves. Yeah, he's the, like the cool, popular teacher, the young, hip guy, you know? Yeah, and uh, the, the, all the students make uh, fan cams of him, on t which is a... Yeah. I mean, I knew, I kind of knew about fan cams. I knew it was like a thing. I didn't quite get it, but... It's like a, it's like a little montage, like a little music video. Of... Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I feel like I, I feel like 400 years old even attempting to guess what this is about, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, uh, you know, fan cam is a thing that, like, a lot of people do when they have, a, like, a, a celebrity they really like, where they just kind of right. put together, like, a bunch of clips of their, the celebrity they you're, like. You're just expressing your love for this person. Yeah, it's almost like a Vine video, but it's just, like, a bunch right. of clips, and they put on, like, a, you know, a glitter filter and some music in the background. I've actually seen them do this for a lot of the SNL uh, cast members, too. I think. I thought, I thought you were going to say somebody had done one for you. No. Okay. Not, not okay. yet. Thanks for rubbing it in, John. Well, I mean, I would do one for you, but I am not on TikTok, so. Well, what kind of friend are you? A, a real friend would be on TikTok and do fan cams of me. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, if a real friend of Darren is is listening to this, uh, yeah, do wow. a fan cam of him. I guess this is how I find out. Um. Uh, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if, if that's the if that's the threshold, 
yeah, if I have to join TikTok to prove my friendship for you, I don't think that's going to happen, buddy. I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the final episode of SNL Nerds. And not work um, with this man who will not join TikTok to prove our friendship. This is You're not on TikTok. You couldn't see it. Damn it. No. But I would to prove our friendship if you ask me to. Do you want to do this? No, not really. Yeah, okay. okay. So what what are we getting upset about? I don't know. Being upset is okay. fine. All right. Okay. So anyway, yeah, he's he's like their bay. Um and, and yeah, people in the audience are going gaga are, are like screaming. Yeah. Yeah, there's like yeah, I feel like there were a lot of young Pedro Pascal fans Pascal. in in, Pascal. in the audience and they were just it, this was hitting them where they live. Pascalians. Pascalians, yes. That's better. I like that. Uh yeah. but yeah, like it's uh it's I thought it was pretty interesting like and Pedro's uh, character, the teacher, he doesn't know if he should be, you know, flattered by this or... or concerned. And, you know, the, the students are trying to explain to him why they're doing this and how cool they find him. But he it's not really working because he doesn't really understand their slang. Yeah, he is their beloved and they have he has them in a chokehold. Yeah, he's their daddy. Uh, yes, and, their and foot he... is always on his neck. Yeah, yeah. He is, he is father. He is father, yeah. And they're also making uh, like uh, TikTok fan cams of the Lynch lady. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Molly got a little part in there. Yeah, she got a little screen time. Or they got a little screen time. Um, and yeah, so it's it's just, he's he's very befuddled through this. And then, then he's like, oh, also, you know, please don't do like shipping videos of me and this other teacher. And then, and we have a, very random cameo by by Sarah Paulson. Yeah, like I, I think I looked into. I think uh, Sarah and Pedro are actually really good friends in real life. So I guess you just. Oh, okay. Yeah, came. I was wondering what the connection was. I was like, have they done a project together that I, I just can't think of? I don't was he on like American Horror Story or something? Or? <laughs> I don't believe so. I think they're just genuinely like really good friends in real life. So he just, she just. Okay, well that's cool. She just popped on to do this. Uh, yeah. thing and uh, it, was, it was a pretty good like, did, it, did it take you a minute to recognize Sarah Paulson because she had like the short brown hair uh, not really she has a very distinct face so I, I, as soon as I saw yeah, her like, it, oh, it took me a minute because her hair is very different from when I last saw her so I was just like uh, okay yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah yeah so like she comes out and say you know yeah this kind of weirds us out don't don't do this and you know yeah. we're not we're not an item and then uh and then, but then finally they confess that they are an item. Right. Because the kids have been th- through so much. The kids basically explain, we're like this. The, like This is so important to us because we've been dealing with COVID for three years. So we were like homeschooled for all this time. And we got so attached to the social media. Now it's we can only express our feelings through TikTok and social media and all that. Right. I thought that was an interesting line because I have wondered, like, why do... You know these young youngsters, like they're constantly on their phones and they're constantly, yeah, like, kind of living through their phones. And why are they constantly putting out videos and making celebrities out of you know, I guess you know, random movie stars yeah. and TV stars? And they, they gave this kind of honest answer where they're just saying, yeah, like we're we're kind of raised by the internet, like the same way you know, you and I in our generation were raised by television. They were raised by the internet. So now this is just right. how they. 
function now where I was like, oh, that's that's an interesting answer. Yeah, it was interesting. We did have a bit of genuine insight at the end of the sketch, which, I mean, honestly, that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought this, I thought this sketch was interesting. Like, I was, I, yeah, I, I was, I, it was okay. It was okay. Uh, it didn't blow me away comedically, but it, it was enjoyable enough. It, it kind of reminded me a little of, of the sketches where like John Mulaney is like, stop making memes out of me. Um, right. You know, cause, it, cause it's about a person who, who isn't entirely understanding current internet culture and you know that, and that stuff moves so fast these days. It is very tough to keep up, unless, yeah. like you're you're young in your teens or in your twenties, and and you're all wrapped up in whatever the latest thing is. Right. And yeah. Like I... when, when you get older in your twenties and or, or in your thirties or forties and beyond, you're just kind of like, no, I, I'm fine with just Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't. You know, I, I got, the, I got the Facebook, I got the Twitter, I, I'm on Instagram. That's enough. That's enough. I got no more. What more do you people want from me, eh? You know, I got, I got the LinkedIn for the business stuff, the job stuff, and you know, yeah, no yeah. more. Yeah, no mas, no mas. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, next up, we got another pre-tape. We got another uh, pre-tape. A uh, wing pit. Wing Pit, written by Jost and uh, Streeter. This, this I liked. This was, uh, yeah. This was like nicely absurd, and I thought it built really well. And it's just, yeah. you know, like a, a group of people, like they're getting together for the Super Bowl, and so uh, th- this Wing Pit thing, and they're 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 off. They're explaining their deals that they have for wings. Like you can yeah. get you can get fifteen wings for this much, and then you can get. This mega thing of, of like four dozen wings for thirty nine ninety five, and then and then it just gets more and more absurd. Right? Yeah. I think at one point to say, oh, you can get twenty dozen wings and a gallon of ranch for eighty nine ninety nine, right, or you can get right. six hundred. You can get six hundred wings with our butt destroying sauces and a kiddie yeah. pool of ranch for two hundred and five dollars. Yeah. yeah. We call that the were like, you know ethnically insensitive sauces. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, yeah, and then they, they throw in other things like you can have a a hard slurry chicken smoothie, which has liquefied yeah. wings, eighty percent grain alcohol, must be twelve years older to to drink. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the people in the party they're like enthusiastic about the stuff at first, and then they're they're finally like, uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're fine with the wings. You don't have to keep offering us larger and larger packages. Yeah, <laughs> this is you... more than we need. We, we've got like fifteen people here. That's four dozen is plenty. And then they say you can get the carnage plotted. Three thousand wings we stuff in a black contractor bag and throw it through your window. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then, like the ultimate one was like we we pour them in from a cement mixer. Yeah, and and we see them getting like literally buried in wings. Um, again, the effects helped uh, enhance the sketch. But but again, I I really liked how it built and it it escalated, which you always want a nice comedy sketch to do. Yeah, like I think this was my this was definitely my sketch of the night. I really like this one. It I was it was mine too. Yeah, I definitely yeah. like this the most of everything we saw last night. Right. Like I also like that part where at one point Keenan says to the announcer, saying, "Hey, if you don't stop harassing us, we're going to call the police." And the announcer yeah. go back, "Well, guess what? We own the police." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they could they contribute so much to police charities, and yeah, and that like it goes into a negative of the police holding a giant check. It was it was very cute. It was. Uh... Yeah, I really like this. 
Yeah, and I think, and it just amplifies and gets bigger and bigger. At one point, they have a yeah. deal called Chick Noble where you get 5,000 wings, 10,000 beaks, uh, a, f- yeah. a, a full pallet of hot sauce, and you see somebody bringing hot sauce on a forklift. Yeah, yeah. And then they're finally like, why are you doing this? And they're like, well, because we worship Chirax, the chicken god of death. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, and, you know, again, I, I, I just really like that it went to the the heights of absurdity that it did. Yeah, no, this was definitely sketch of the night. This was, this was a good yeah. one. I like this one quite a bit. Next, we had our musical guest for the week, Codeplay. Um, yes, Codeplay's it, been around for quite a while now. Yeah, uh, yeah like, like going on twenty years, right? As, I would say, yes, I would say so. They're one of the. I, I still think of them. As a new band, because like I know they came out. So do I. Yeah, they kind of came out like around when I was in college or just got out of college. So yeah, but yeah. No, they've been they've been around for a minute. Because I like, I think the Jimmy Kimmel show. I think just celebrated its tenth or twentieth anniversary. Uh, yes. And I remember. On the, yeah, and I remember on the first episode they were on, and and I remember him saying like, "If you don't know who they are, you are old." Um, so okay. Yeah. All right. So they're. I better stick around and watch watch Coldplay All and right. see if I like them and find out if I'm actually old. Okay, so their first album. <laughs> so their first album, uh, Parachutes, with the song Yellow, came out in yeah. came out in two thousand, July two thousand. Wow. It so, does not seem like they've been around for that long, but wow. Yeah, they have time. Just it, it just keeps going faster and faster and stuff and time keeps on ticking, ticking. Basically, I'm saying we're going to be dead soon. Yes. Um, Death comes for all of us. Uh, Yes. Chirac, the chicken god of death. (laughs) Yes. Praise him. He comes for us all. Yes. Yes. Um, So Uh, they did. Yeah. Their their first number was The Astronaut. uh, And then their their second number was a medley between Human Heart and Fix You. And uh, I liked them both. They're, you know, good stuff. I still enjoy the Coldplay. I mean, they're not my, my favorite band in the world, but I, I enjoy them whenever I hear them. Yeah, I mean, I think their stuff is, you know, pleasant enough, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, sweetheart enough. Like, even, but, I mean, I, I did notice, like, the things that they had on stage, like, they, like the person with the, the frog head and, like, the yeah. helmets. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of we, we had a frog head dancing around. Had a frog head dancing person, around. Person with a big frog head on him, and he's just kind of grooving... To the, the Coldplay? That seems like a thankless job. Yeah, part of me was wondering, oh, is he, he's supposed to be there, right? Like, I, I thought, for a minute, I was like... <laughs> you a, thought a, somebody would just storm the stage? I thought it, it might have been like a soy bomb thing all over again. <laughs> There's a reference for you. Oh, my God. If you got that reference, congratulations, you're old like us. If you got that reference, you are Rob Kelly, host of the Pod Dylan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so... Somewhere Rob Kelly heard that joke and laughed his ass off. His ears are tingling right now. He doesn't entirely know why, but <laughs> but he's like, somebody's talking about Soy Bomb. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the songs I thought were pretty sweet and pleasant. Yeah. Uh, they, they had like a chorus of people there, which I thought was really cool. You know, that yeah, sounded yeah. good. Yeah, I think the final um, one was like, you know, all acoustic and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, acapella. And, uh, yeah, it's yeah. very, it very sweet and lovely. It's it was fun stuff, and you know, visually it was very nice. They had like a screen with effects behind them. We we had some shots that were flipped. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it cool. I you know I enjoyed the Coldplay. I, I probably like them 
as much as I've liked any musical guest this season. It's high uh, praise. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah. Coldplay. Cold who, who else have I liked? I like Brandy Carlisle. Brandy Carlisle you liked. Um, yeah. And I believe that's Other it. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the I, list I think one or two others, but that's, that's it, really. Yeah, that's about it. That's all you need. Yeah. yeah. That's all yeah. you need. All right, so, uh, yeah, let's keep it moving. Uh, weekend update. Colin. Weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Che, Che, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jokes, jokes, jokes. Lots of jokes. Lots jokes of about jokes. current events. Things in the news. That is what they are doing in yeah. this segment of the program. Really switching it up there. They, were, they are. It's, it's uh, a whole new format yeah. for them. Um, yeah, they have some pretty solid jokes. Uh, let me see if I can find Were, were there any jokes in particular that struck your fancy? Uh, well, I mean, I like Joe's first joke about the, again, another joke about the Chinese spy balloon. Uh, talk about how it was, you know, probably like when, like they shot it down, turning out to be like mm-hmm. one of the biggest gender reveals. You see, time. that one didn't really send me, just, I think because I've seen a lot of people making that joke on social media this week. Oh, really? About the, the Chinese spy balloon being a gender reveal thing. I've seen like probably at least three of our comic friends oh. make that joke. All right, but did they oh. say uh, bad news for China? It's a girl. They didn't phrase it exactly like that, no. But it was the same basic premise that it was you uh, know, an overly elaborate gender reveal thing. Um, got it. Colin Jost is a hack. All right. No, I, I'm I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying oh, that any right. of our stand-up Facebook friends are hacks. I'm just saying that a lot of people came up with the similar premise, and you know, it gets a little played out if you've heard it two or three times. Okay. All right. Fine. I was just... so familiarity oh. bred contempt for me, I guess. Interesting. You know, so right. I, I heard that and I was just like, oh, okay. Well, somebody else is making that joke. Okay. Fair enough. I was just joking. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying not to run it down, but I, I feel like I don't want to say it's an obvious way to go, but it's maybe one of the first ways you could go, right? Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, I would say so. It's, uh, yeah. Screw it. This is too tough. Everybody's a hack. <laughs> there it is. Thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. Everybody who came up with that joke sucks. Yeah. Go back to the drawing board, motherfuckers. Do I have a better joke? No, I do not. But uh, your your joke still sucks. That's right. I like to So I, As I decree yes, from I... Comedy Mountain, where I, like... I am the king. Yes, I like to critique art and not actually make said art. No, who who wants to attempt art? No, we are just we are critics. We are above that sort of thing. We just it's... we just say whether something was good or whether it sucks. Here, here, we're, we're we're here to just Jebediah uh, Atkinson shit. Right on. Right, Jeb- yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next horrible stuff. Next, uh... next. So, uh, yeah, there were. A... Oh, and because you like that joke, you are also a hack. Okay, fine. I don't make the rules. No, that's hey man, I it's fine. Don't make the rules. Live by the sword. Except in this die case, by... where I am actually making the rules, yes. but <laughs> live by the sword, die by the sword. Totally fine. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, there. Were, I mean, what other jokes did you like, hack? <laughs> Jesus, I guess I, I guess I had this coming. I guess I brought this upon myself. You did. You really did. Um. 
Hmm. Now, now I'm looking at all these jokes, and I was like, "Oh yeah." Maybe I, I remember. I, I didn't. I didn't write down the exact wording, so I'm probably going to mangle this. Che had a joke. It was talking about how in Florida, because of Governor Ron DeSantis, apparently they're they're throwing out all sorts of Black History studies and stuff because they don't. Well, because whatever they don't want people to know about it, and he was saying that you know notable uh, Black Americans, African Americans are being like thrown out of the the history curriculums, you know, except for some of the people who are qualified as some of the good ones. Yeah, uh, that was a good one. I mean, that's, that's a great joke. Uh, it's got an edge to it. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I count on Che to do on the yeah, show. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, che also had the one about how AMC is giving a uh, $5 tickets for, for a uh, black history month and to further honor black history month, they're going to start the movies 20 minutes late. Yeah. Uh, and then to twist the knife further, he just goes, did you get that joke, Colin? And, you know, Colin, of course, smart enough to realize there is no good answer to that question. Yes. And of course, <laughs> you know, he, he, he says, no, he's clueless. He says, yes, I get that joke. And then, yeah, he's racist. Go ahead. It was a trap and he uh, sidestepped it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and along those lines where he, uh, Joseph's talking about how uh, the, the two brothers are, are playing in the Super Bowl. And he's like, also, uh, two brothers in the Super Bowl is the reason my grandfather will not be watching. Damn. <laughs> um, you know, I'm sure Shay wrote that one. And uh, yeah, God bless Joseph for having the guts to deliver it. <laughs> I'm positive Che wrote that. That's yeah. That, I mean, that that's just that's, that's such a Che joke. How could it not be? Absolutely. Um, um, you know, I, I, look, I mean, every time they they try to have Joe say something mildly racist, it's, it always works for me. Great, <laughs> you know, because like, I mean, it's funny when he delivers it with conviction. It's funny when he breaks halfway through and is like cringing. Uh, you know, this is a good time all funny. around. I just enjoy watching uh, Colin Joe squirm. I guess yes. <laughs> I mean, he's he's just a fun guy to see be mildly uncomfortable because you know I love it. He has so much, you know. Let give us this. Yes, <laughs> he has too much. He yes. has too much. He's married to the the big time Hollywood celebrity lady. Uh, you know, he's he's been on SNL for. What, like going on a decade now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you know, wow. massively successful guy. He's he's got a barge. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's got it all going on. Yeah, he's oh, and, you know, loving marriage and you know the the child and all that and you know all all, all that shit. Yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, um, whatever. You know what I'd like to see this season, which I don't think we've seen yet. I'd I'd like to see another uh, uh, Sarah Sherman segment of her. Making fun of, of Colin. We haven't I, had that in a while. I don't think since the end of last season. I mean, I'm sure it's going to happen sooner or later, but yeah. like It's got to happen soon. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, until then, we have these yeah. two death segments. Mm. We got uh, Punxsutawney Phil, played by uh, Michael Longfellow, new guy. M Michael Longfellow. And, you know, actually, I saw on Instagram uh, that the SNL's uh, makeup person, uh, Louie, was... He was saying that between the 10 o'clock dress and the 11.30 show, Lauren Michaels decided, oh, he needs like a prosthetic nose for for playing Puxatawney Phil. And so they came up with one in like 
less than an hour, I'm assuming, because... Oh, wow. Yeah, so... All right, well done. Yeah, so that's that's really impressive. Um, Again, sign the contracts. NBC. Sign the con. Yeah, technical people are so damn good. But yeah, this this was funny. He had an interesting uh, take on Puxatani Phil. Um, yeah, I mean, basically he's saying like, what is the point of of me? Like, what is the point? Of, yeah, yeah. Like, he's having kind of an existential crisis almost. Yeah, it's like it's twenty twenty three, and like people looking to me to to predict the weather. Like, no, yeah. it should be beyond this. And plus, and then he brings in you know. Things like climate change and the fact that right. the Earth's core stopped rotating for a bit. Stop rotating, yeah. That's that happened. How insane is that? Um, he's also, you know, he's also like, oh, you mind if I do a quick bump? <laughs> and Jay's like, no, no. And he's like, oh yeah, save it for the after party. I get you. I get you. <laughs> yeah, so a very interesting characterization for Puxatani Phil. Yeah, like it almost kind of reminded me of. You remember when uh, Colin? Colin Quinn would do a, that Leo the Lion. Yeah, it kind, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Like, I mean, I know people have compared uh, Longfellow to Norm. He definitely has Norm vibes. But like, I from this one, I got Norm and some Colin Quinn ish vibes. So he's, I don't know. He's just so like laid back and he's so confident. For, like, there's something yeah, about this. It like, it's an interesting like low. I mean, it's. It's fun when you see a low-key character on SNL because, I mean, I guess the format of the show, it kind of encourages people to go to go to 11, you know? Right. And and it's 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 kind of cool to see somebody who's just like low energy or deadpan or something like that just because it, it goes against the grain a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, he, he's, uh, he's staying at five and he's just going to ride it out. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like this. I like this Punk to Tony Phil fill uh segment um enjoyable yeah enjoyable, yeah. enjoyable. not yeah. too bad not too bad and uh then next up we have another segment um two british rappers talking about the uh british monarchy and the royal family we got millie pounds and shirty yes this is uh james austin johnson and uh devon and yeah and it's <laughs> The, the the cultural differences between us and Britain are, are making some some differences in in their rap music. Right. It's it's mad. It's mental, mate. It's pants. Yeah. It's yeah. Pants, isn't it? um, you know, James keeps sneaking in that he is allergic to milk. Yeah. Allergic to dairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lactose intolerant. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's basically them uh kind of you know, busting rhymes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I felt so old saying that. Uh, and and they're making these these sounds like and and like Jay asked them about that and they're like oh well we don't have guns in the UK so like these are these that's the sound of like a, knives like I guess he was doing like butterfly knives or something like yeah that. like a switchblade that goes like yeah that's that's what the gangs have to have because they don't have the guns in the UK yeah I also liked how um like every time they try to rap you know they uh they do the little swishing noise that and yeah. they bring up a uh, Jan Wooten. I don't know, uh-huh. out of nowhere, who is like an obscure uh, foot, Dutch footballer. Yes. And I also like, I also like this one point that it kind of went past me the first time I saw it when I, I caught it the, on the rewatch where Michael Che was like, look, I don't, look, guys, I grew up in New York in the 90s, so I consider myself pretty friggity fresh when it comes to hip hop. Yeah, I thought of you during that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was heavy uh, Darren Patterson energy there. <laughs> 
I consider myself pretty friggity fresh. Pretty freakity fresh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I thought this was a nice little uh, silly segment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can see them bringing this back where... I, I, I might not mind them bringing those characters back. Yeah, yeah. I think of the two, I'd probably rather see the Groundhog, but we're, we're probably not going to see the Groundhog again before next year. I, mm, good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I also liked how uh, like James Austin Johnson, it seems to... Not to- totally breaking out of the... Um, you know the impressions guy box, but he's yeah. definitely doing more and more character work. Uh, in the yeah, that's years. interesting to see. I well, I think they've kind of realized the Trump thing is probably pretty much done. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed mm. uh, that he will not be in the news quite as much oh. in the years to come. I'm, I'm I'm saying a prayer right now. I'm lighting, <sighs> yeah, I'm I'm like crossing myself. Light, lighting a candle. <laughs> spinning around three times and <laughs> spitting over my shoulder. All the all the stuff you have to do. Yes. Um, Praying to the chicken god of death, Chirax. Yes, yes. Uh, as we always do. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, what were we saying? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> James Austin Johnson doing more characters. You love to see it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's good that he's branching out. Yeah, he had the, he hasn't been doing Biden uh, too much lately, which is interesting. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah maybe he's he's uh, he's definitely been doing more character work, being pairing up with other cast members. Like uh, last week, we had him and Dismukes as the uh, Kings Brothers Toyota guys, mm-hmm. and now we got him and Devin. So it's he's like he's branching yeah. out, which is I like to yeah. see that. It's nice. He, he's making other friends in the cast, Aww. and that's nice to see. He's making friends, friendship. He's making friends. Uh, but I, yeah. saw him, I saw him hugging a few people at the Good Nights. Ooh, wow. He's, he's, he's uh, putting his arms around other cast members? That's a, it's a, it's a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough yeah, in front they, of they, they, have, they have affection for each other. Oh, yay. Yeah, it seems like this cast is really, like, gelling pretty well. Like a, They're gelling like a fella. Mm-hmm. Gelling like Matt Dellen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, overall, this weekend update, though, was all right. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's all right. Boy. Uh, it's all right. Next up, uh, we got, what do we got? Up? Protective Mom. Protective Mom. Uh, written by the PDD boys, Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Asha Ward. Really? Really. Really? Really? Huh. Uh-huh. I find this surprising. Hmm. Is this the other one you weren't too wild about? I wasn't too wild about this one because it's, I, I don't know, like put, putting the host in drag, it's, it always seems like a mark of desperation, you know? Uh, I, it's like it's like what we do when when it's like we don't know what else to do with this person. Like like when a Rudy Giuliani is hosting, we put him in drag because ha 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 ha. Um, hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe just putting dudes in drag is a little played out for me. Maybe a little bit. Well, so the the main premise of this sketch is uh, Marcelo is bringing his girlfriend Chloe, uh, you know, home to meet his mom. You know, they're right. coming home from college, and the mom is played by uh, Pedro Pascal. You know, yeah. he's in a wig and a dress, makeup. Didn't even bother to shave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Pedro Pascal has facial hair. He's got, you know, like a kind of a goatee thing going on. Yeah. Uh, so, As most yeah. mothers are wont to do. And, uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying, like, you know, dude and yeah. drag. But I think I think this kind of gets away with it just because, like, the main joke isn't that it's a man in drag. Uh, he just, like, I, I think that's not the big butt of the joke. I think yeah, well, I think it was, like, about the type of... 
of mothers, and I feel like probably somewhere over the course of the week, Petra Pascal and Marcelo like maybe bonded because they both have somebody in their family like this. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely you know, like if you're you know, uh, first or second generation, and you know your parents yeah immigrated here, like you you know this kind of mom, or even if you don't have that, like I feel like a lot yeah. of uh, cultures have a mom like this where they they beat you with the newspaper and say you don't call, and then they. Hug you and yeah, tell you they love. Yeah, and and nothing is good enough for their son. Like, I mean, Chloe as as the girlfriend, she's like, oh, I, you know, I was always taught to never uh, come as a guest empty-handed. So I got I got some vegan sliders, and the mother just like puts them directly into the trash. I like how I like how she threw away the sliders, or she Pedro. I like how Pedro yeah. threw away the sliders and then just waits a beat and gently folds up the paper bag and puts it away. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, you can use that later. That's right. Um, I don't. I don't know why I got a kick. I was like, it's like, I'm gonna yeah, that was that was a cute uh, bit. And you know, she also has objections when uh, uh, Chloe's character reveals, like, "Oh, hey, you remember when you were having trouble last semester, and I got you to see my doctor, and you went on those ADD meds?" And yeah, and the mother really doesn't want to hear that. Um, like, my son is doesn't have ADD. He just likes to jump. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, it was cutish, but it ended real abruptly too. You know, yeah. it, it ends with uh, Chloe asking if it's okay if they say grace before they eat dinner. And now, mm-hmm. because you know she's a she's a religious person, now that won over the mom's like, oh hey, I love you now. And so when you guys, when yeah, when am I yeah. getting grandkids? Yeah, um, I don't know. You, you know, it's finding out that the police don't destroy boys wrote this. I feel like their rhythms are more for like the film segments that they usually do. Mm. Um, you know, like even even during the uh, the Brendan Gleeson show where they had the thing about you know he he was he wasn't actually a high school student, right? Or you know he was like a, a man in his fifties or sixties <laughs> instead of like the sixteen year old they all thought he was. Right, um, right. I mean, I think that worked, but yeah, the live sketch it didn't quite work the way their stuff usually does for me. Yeah, I mean, I do. It, it does seem like we're getting more and more uh, slice of life sketches, which I like. Uh huh. Like, you know, we had this, the Towel Boys from last week was like a slice. Well, no, not last week. The, uh, was it last week? Uh, no, yeah, yeah. The, the, what is time? Uh, <laughs> time is an illusion. Pucks at 20 Phil told me that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Towel Boy sketch from um, the Michael B. Jordan episode. We seem to be getting, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We seem to be getting more and more slice of life sketches, which I like. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, like, I, I'll admit, like, this one kind of. It kind of it did kind of a meander a bit, but like I think the charm of Pedro and Marcelo and their back and forth and how they like, you know, she would break into Spanish and talk about the girl right in front of her in Spanish. So, she, so and, and Marcelo keeps assuring her, "Oh no, no, she's not talking about you." Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, but although I I will yeah. I did notice that like as Pedro was talking, saying things about the girl in Spanish, I did hear some laughs in the audience, which makes me think. Like oh, there's there were definitely some Spanish speakers in yeah. the crowd. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sure some of his family was uh, Pedro Pascal's family was out there, and yeah, right, right, um, absolutely. So a little little bilingual bonus there. Yeah, like there were. Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe I just couldn't relate to the sketch because I don't have an overbearing mother like that. Um, yeah, I could see that. I mean, I don't want to brag, but. <laughs> Oh, look who doesn't have an overbearing mother. Ooh la la. My mother's very nice. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I thought this was all right. Like, I think yeah. I think the charm 
of Pedro and Marcelo kind of kind of carried. I, I'll admit it. Like sketch wise, writing wise, it's not that strong. But I think yeah. uh, the charm of wise. yeah, I think the charm of Pedro and Marcelo helped carry it. Okay, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I'm not in love with this sketch, but I thought it was like I thought. I thought you it, love this sketch. You want to marry <laughs> this sketch. Shut up! No, I don't. <laughs> you you want to go out uh, to the back behind the shed with the sketch and just make out with it because you love it so much. Stop mm-hmm. it! No, mm-hmm. I don't, God. Oh, I love you, protective mom sketch. Will you be my wife? Oh, God! I hate you. Shut up! No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You should you should get the sketch of Valentine. You love it so much. I don't even like it like that. Stop. And see. I love the sketch. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh. What do we got next? What do we got next? We got Italian waiters. Italian waiters. Yeah. So it's a bunch of ladies out of a restaurant. Yes. Italian waiters, written by Dan Bulla, Allison Gates, Kent Sublette. Bye-bye. It sounded like you were going to give another name there. So oh. I, was, I was just kind of waiting no, for a fourth name. No, that was it. Oh, 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 oh. we're done. Okay. Uh, and we're done. Yeah, so so a bunch of ladies uh, out to in a restaurant. Uh, and the the waiters are, are being very affectionate, very complimentary yes. towards every woman in the party except one, except the character played by Sarah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like the Bellissima sketch from uh, the Christy Alley episode. Yeah. Except yeah. no uh, face looking. Where... No face looking, little uh, less looking down the front of her dress. Yes. Um, and all, all that and groping that Feeling came up. up and, yeah. Ooh, that was, that, if you go back and look at that sketch. That sketch went hard, man. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wow. Whoa. <laughs> that sketch went hard and, god damn, Kirsty Alley was a sport. Yeah, um, I... By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it now just because I remembered it. I uh, just this week I recorded another episode of uh, Cheers Cast with my friend uh, Ryan Daly, and that'll be up soon. It's the fourth episode of the season, and we we just got to uh, Kirstie Alley's first season of Cheers, so it's the sixth season of Cheers. Ooh, all right, check so, it out. Guys. So check that out. They drop every Thursday. Right. Cheers Cast. Okay, cool. Quite a fun podcast, yeah. folks. So if you want to hear my my further thoughts on Kirstie Alley and Kirstie Alley on Cheers, that's the place to go. Exactly. All right, well, yeah. let's talk about this podcast, all right? Uh, Fine. Fine. Uh, but yeah, Fine. so uh, the, yeah, so the basically the gist is it's a table full of women and the waiters are very complimentary to everybody except Sarah. Like they say, oh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, and, oh, smart. And You're smart. the smart one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and Sarah doesn't quite get what's going on. She's like, "Do I look really bad today? Do I, am I giving off a weird vibe? What's what's going on?" And yeah, I think yeah, I, and the waiters are like, "You're bringing out free food to the other ladies," and they're they're then they get to Sarah and they're just like, "You get chilly." Uh, I think at one which, point the the waiter um, Mar, uh, Pedro says, "Like, oh, you're so beautiful. Are you like a model?" It's like, "No, I'm a." Yeah. I'm a, I'm a nurse. Nurse, yeah. And then I think she says, well, and then, and then I think Sarah says, well, you know, I'm a... As, you I'm know, an actress. Yeah, it's like, oh, yes, you're in uh, The Babadook, yes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, oh, no, I think at the one point, uh, Pedro says, oh, you're a writer, maybe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure the, the person that wrote that was like, yep, this is how we are. Yeah, yeah. Um... 
So, how'd you like this one? Hmm. I, okay, yeah. I thought... <laughs> tells me pretty much everything I need to know. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. I didn't quite... It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting, it, but like I... It was interesting. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it was interesting. Like, that's when your voice gets real high when you... Yeah, yeah. Say something. I, well, no, I liked it. It was a, it was a good sketch. It was... I, I mean, I will say this. One thing I think, I think there were too many women at the table. I think they needed to pierce yeah, that down. Yeah, there, there were like, what, five women at the table? I think all Six? the I think all the female cast was at that table. Chloe? Yeah. Uh, Heidi? Yeah. Punky? Yeah. Sarah? Yeah. And Ego? Yeah, that, so that's five, right? Yeah, I don't know why they couldn't just have like, you know, three of them there. But uh, Might have worked better with three or four. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think having all of them there kind of was Molly up. there? I don't think Molly was there. All right, Molly was not there. No. Yeah. But okay. still, it's. I thought it was like too many people at the table. I think it kind of messed up the rhythm a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, I don't know, like it was kind of. I mean, I guess I got, but it's. I, well, like I mean, at the end of the sketch, one of the waiters comes out and and they were like, "No, seriously, what's going on? What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, well, this is a thing that we do where we're like very complimentary to everybody but one person in the party, so that we can get a bigger tip." And I was like, All "And right. I heard that, and I was like, is that a thing? Is that a thing that they do? I guess it's a thing because we're we're basing our premise on our our, our sketch on this premise, but." Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah, yeah. And the way it ended was kind of odd too, because I think at one point Mikey plays one of the waiters, saying, "Oh, Belisa, um, uh, you, your Harley Davidson outside is leaking oil. Could you please clean that up?" And she's like, "Oh, right. I didn't drive her in a Harley." And uh, yeah. you know, and then then as the sketch goes on, people, you know, she gets more and more insulted by people. I think at one yeah. point, and then she decides to leave, and then at the very end, we see her in a Harley with the big bowl of chili. Yeah, but we also get like a nice little. Uh, goof up, because I guess she was supposed to take that bowl of chili with her as she left the restaurant, but she didn't. Uh-huh. So I guess what uh-huh. ended up happening was one of the the stage hands or something like hands her the bowl of chili, like clearly hands her the bowl of chili in front of the camera, and she while she's sitting on the Harley. And like I thought, that was a nice little uh, okay. nice little blooper. As they say. did, they correct that on the no, they didn't. It's in the it's on the YouTube. I'm gonna have to look at that again. I must have been writing something down when it was handed to her. Okay. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of bloopers because like at one point, like as she leaves, you know, she storms off because she's so upset about everything. Yeah, like she doesn't take the chili with her. I think she was supposed to take the chili with her or something. I mean, you like, always take the chili with you when you're storming out of a place. Yeah, I'm straight. And uh, that's like, I mean, especially free chili. Come on, yeah, free chili, people. Yeah. So then she leaves. And then, like, everybody's talking about why she's upset, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, we do this, we neg uh, one person yeah. for bigger tips. And then, like, when the camera goes on Heidi, somebody kind of, like, almost blocks the camera a little bit, like, on the way to get uh-huh. the chili. And then they cut to Sarah on the Harley outside, showing it is her Harley. And then a yeah. stage, like, a, a stagehand, like a dude with a headset, hands her the chili, and she just grabs a handful of chili and eats it. And then they say, "Oh, big! This has all been an ad for Big Boy Chili." Yeah, yeah. Which I was like, "Ah, oh, wow." It was, was kind of a weird ending, but not quite weird enough to really elevate the sketch for me. I think. Yeah, like the premise yeah. I thought was 
Interesting. I kind of wish it had gotten weirder, you know? Yeah, I think it needed to get weirder because it was kind of... Yeah. It was just... I need, I need to think more on it, but like it needed definitely needed more of something to take it to like the ne- next level. It like, needed more like the stagehand handing people chili is what absolutely. it sounds like. Yeah, I just... that As soon as I saw that, I just got a huge kick out of that. I was like, all right, that was not yeah. supposed to happen, clearly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. But yeah, that sketch was like, all right, it was... We got there. We got there. So, uh, yeah, so we end the, the the restaurant sketch. We come back to the show after the commercial break. Another restaurant sketch. That was weird. They needed to break that up. Two <laughs> restaurant sketches back-to-back. That is weird, right? That is very weird. I was like, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Lisa from Temecula. We got to talk about this. this yeah. Um, this was a... Uh, who, who wrote this one? Do we have credits for this one? Lisa uh, from Temecula. Lisa from Temecula, I do. I think, uh, I know Che had a hand in this. Okay, all yes. right. Uh, Michael Che, Alex English, Gary Richardson. Okay. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not too surprised that a brother had a hand in writing this, because this seemed like very specific <laughs> to, yeah. to like an African-American family, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So basically, uh, uh, the premise of this sketch is a bunch of friends are at a restaurant celebrating one of the friends' uh, birthday. And that friend's right. uh, sister came in from Temecula to... Punk, punky sister, yeah. played by Ego, Lisa. She came in from Temecula, as I say several times. Right. And, uh, yeah, and I thought the thing... As, as, at first, you think the joke is going to be, like, how Pedro Pascal is, like, complimenting her and saying, oh, wow, you're a lawyer. That's amazing. And right. her saying, look, you're not getting any butt tonight. I don't know what you think. You're yeah, she says, do. don't think I'm giving up the butt tonight, which, wow. I mean, we went from zero to 60, right? <laughs> yeah. And, like, and they, re- <clears throat> they repeat it again, saying, like, look at this guy doing the most, trying to get some butt tonight. So Yeah, I, yeah. We, we, we get a callback to the butt thing. Yes, um, I, I, thought it'd all, I thought it'd be all about the butt, but apparently not, because we get, uh, you know, we get a little swerve, because Lisa ordered a steak, that's extra, extra, extra well done. Like, right. burnt to his yeah. crisps. You know, cook my meat. Doesn't want to see a speck of red in it. Right. So then what we have is uh, Lisa trying to cut the meat. And because, of course, it's totally burnt. It's so tough. She's yeah. sawing into the steak. And as she's doing it, like, she's, like, jostling the table. It to... is shaking the entire table and everything is spilling. Uh, yeah. Like the peas are spilling off her plate. The 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 uh, the thing of iced tea is just pi- shaking and spilling tea all over. The and, pitcher yeah. is spilling the the pitcher. Glass. That's that's the word I was <laughs> liking on. Yeah, it's just like it's it's almost like the table is on a mechanical bowl or something. It is shaking. Well, I'm sure there were like a couple people underneath the table who are shaking it. Yeah, that table was shaking violently. Yes. Yes. And uh, so violently. A a few cast members were breaking. Pedro Pascal started breaking, which made Bowen start to break. And I think that made Punky start to break. Uh, Yeah. There's a lot of breaking going on. It's uh, it's very, I've seen online people comparing it to uh, the infamous Debbie Downer sketch from the Lindsay Lohan Uh episode. I mean, I mean, I don't think it gets that bad, but it's. It it didn't reach those levels. It reached Um, those heights, but yeah. Like, uh, I think also at one point, as um, as Lisa, you know, Ego is cutting the steak. She actually dropped the steak in her lap, but she just picked it right back up and eats it, which of course <laughs> causes more laughter. And yeah. 
Yeah, and Pedro just cannot keep it together. Like he's no. just laughing through his lines. Like he's just He is a weak, weak man. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was very amused by this, yes. Um and it was it was unusual to see Bowen break. Um don't yeah. usually see Bowen break. Uh uh yeah, yeah. And it's like and but I, I don't think um I don't think Ego broke that much. Like she was just like sawing into her meat. And at one point, she's like, she kept it oh. together, I think. Yeah, yeah, she kept it together pretty well. I think at one point, she was like, oh, I forgot to ask for ketchup. Do you think they have ketchup? I need ketchup yeah, for this thing. Yeah. Uh, I think at one point, uh, Devin comes out as the manager saying, hey, uh, excuse me, people. Like, you know, we've been getting complaints over here over at this table. Yeah, uh, and he goes like, is that because we're black? <laughs> Bowen, Bowen breaks immediately. That's that line. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, this one, this was a big old bag of silly. It, it was. It was. It was. It was nicely absurd. It was. Yeah. It's. It's stupid. But I can't really hate this sketch. Yeah. It's a weird one. But it's a weird one. Like I think at one point, yeah. like, like Ego is still trying to cut into the steak. So and she even at one point like stands up and puts her foot on the chair and like yeah, really yeah. gets into it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, all right, this is, this is insane. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're in crazy town now. <laughs> Forget it, Jake. It's crazy town. Exactly, exactly. And uh, that's the what a way to end the show. What a, <laughs> what way, a way to end the show. What a way to end the show. We have uh, the good nights. Yeah. Uh, like I think I put up on Twitter, we see that uh, JAJ and and Bowen and Jost and Dismukes are all wearing yeah. you know uh, union shirts, being solidarity, saying. Yeah, yeah, that was great to see. Yeah, yeah, um, that was good to see. Uh, we saw Heidi in her Kansas City Chiefs uh, gear because she's a huge Chiefs fan, and they're going to Super Bowl this right. year. I think Mikey Day had a Chiefs hat as well. And um, I believe he did, yes. Yeah, yeah. And um, Pedro had a Chile shirt, which I thought was very lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, over, no. overall, what are your overall thoughts about this episode? Overall, I you know I thought it was kind of a mediocre episode. I, I think it was definitely a downgrade after after last week's episode and and the uh, Aubrey Plaza episode from two weeks ago. I think this was definitely the least of those three. Um, okay. Um, so you know I, I and it's not. I, I don't think like Pedro Pascal was was bad really, but I I felt like the writing was kind of off this week. Um. You know, you. Outside of the wing uh, uh, tips, wing pit, uh, yeah, the wing pet commercial. Uh, yeah, I did. I, I I had a bit of a problem with most everything. Oh. You know, uh, I'll give you that. I'll say the writing wasn't the strongest, but I think I think the charm of the host carried it through for me. I, th- I think I think yeah. with a lot of these sketches, if it was anybody else, it would have. I would I would have I would have said it was a stinker. But uh-huh. I think because because Pedro was like really, you know, game for everything, and he, you know, he, he was, was game. Yeah. yeah, I will, and I'll, I will admit he, uh, he, he did break quite a bit, like a cheap plate. He's a he loves his chuckles. But, yeah, you know, he went into like Harvey Corman territory at times. Um, <laughs> Harvey Corman, wow, what a reference! I am I am nothing if not current in my references. That's right. Uh, I'm referencing players from the Carol Burnett show. 
but yeah, like I think even though he he broke quite a bit and he he you know he's a bit of a a chuckle hound, I I will admit like <laughs> I will admit I, I found him charming enough and uh-huh. you know, sweet enough that like all right, just, I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll allow this. how do you dislike Pedro Pascal? Yeah, it just seems like such a. You know what? I just I just realized like another one of his credits we both totally forgot to mention uh we've we've done one of his movies on this podcast we talked about wonder woman 84 oh that's right yes where he played maxwell lord that's right but i I think we both just successfully expunged most of that movie from our memory yeah he was in that (laughs) yeah life could be good life is good but it could be better better. (laughs) yeah he tried he tried with that i mean yeah that movie wasn't his fault yeah no it was uh a lot of other factors. A lot of other. A lot, a lot of things wrong with that movie. Um, yeah, go go back and listen to our episode and that, and, and we tell you everything that's wrong with that movie for the most part. Do we ever? That movie had problems, guys. Oh. Um. Anyway. Ooh, Nelly. So I mean, I. Yeah, I, I felt the writing of the sketches was largely off, except for the, uh, the wings sketch. But you know, and I I enjoyed. Uh, Coldplay's numbers. I, I thought those were both good. Yeah. Overall, I like this episode, I'd say. Like, I think... Uh-huh. I would say the Aubrey Plaza episode was definitely better. Michael B. Jordan was better. Yeah. I thought this was good, but... Yeah, I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't think it was, like, a total... Uh, SNL fun. was good, but it could be better. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> All right. All right, then uh, that's our thoughts on the episode. Let's uh, Let's go to the Twitter. Oh yeah, let's see what the people on the Twitter think. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't looked at those at all, so let's let me let me go there and see. And okay, uh, well, we got our good friend uh, Boardman gets paid, Lee Hot Lion, saying, "Hi guys, coming to you from the slums of Rainbow Road." So they clearly cast the wrong Mario for the movie. I love this episode. My favorite sketch. I was overproductive mom. If you know, you know. I also mm-hmm. want to note that I don't remember the last time we had three hosts in a row that I would love to see back. But as usual, if you guys did not like it, I hated it. And uh, oh, also uh, somebody at uh, Jacob at Jake three sixty two just commented commented it on uh, Boardman's uh, tweet saying her folding the paper bag after tossing the vegan sliders was perfect. The show is best at its most genuine. Mm. I know it was like a small little detail, like you know, g- yeah, gingerly yeah. folding the paper bag. But I was like, "That's pretty funny." Uh, let's see. Our our friend Manette Moratti says, "Shockingly, the weakest material of the night for me came from Heidi and Ego. <gasps> All the featured players in the back half of the show had great solo performances or contributions to Weekend Update and the sketches. Molly at least had some opportunities this episode, but I'm hoping." Uh, more from them. Yeah, a lot of people are concerned about Molly. Uh, I, I I would, I mean, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't freak out too much just yet. It's not. We're only like halfway through the season. I I feel like Molly uh, has mm. some more time to show what they can do. Yeah, I don't think it's a Aristotle situation just yet. No. Uh, let's see. Jacob uh, at Jake three sixty two uh, replies to Minette says. I have no idea why Sarah and James are still featured. They should be repertory. Marcelo is also rising fast. Hard disagree, though, when it comes to Heidi and Ego. 
To be honest, the one person I don't get is Chloe. She can shine. The Megan sketch was gold, but kind of weak most of the time. Mm. I wouldn't say I've ever really considered Chloe to be weak. Um, um I kind of understand. I guess maybe. I guess maybe he means like Chloe isn't you know maybe sh- as showy mm. as like uh, Ego or Heidi is. Like I mean, she's it's a little bit more understated. I, I mean, except when she's doing you know impressions like her Britney Spears or something like that. Like she doesn't play uh-huh. it super big a lot of the times. I, I think that's the best way to say it. But I think she is very talented. She's very good. Yeah, no, I I like Chloe. I, yeah, I, yeah. I like Chloe a lot. Um, I, I I enjoy seeing her. Let's see. I I'm scrolling down. I see Jacob has some more thoughts. Reply to us directly. Um, so he says, "My absolute favorite episode since the last one Chappelle hosted, despite all of his dot 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 nonsense. Mm. Uh, every episode has at least a few sketches I enjoy, but this was pretty much a grand slam. Even the cold open made me chuckle, which is very rare." So funny, I almost crap. Crap my okay. crap my pants. I I don't know what happened with that last time. <laughs> so funny, I almost crap. Um, I think uh, I, went, I oh I think he was doing the voice that uh, Pedro. I did. think he's doing like a yeah the the teenagers in the the TikTok sketch. No, I thought he was doing the voice from the uh, waking up out of a coma sketch. Oh, maybe maybe he is. Maybe he is. I'll find out. I'll, I'll almost cut. Okay. I'll find and then out. he says. By the way, Lisa sketch was the absolute highlight. There you go. A lot of people like that Lisa sketch. It's because it was so chaotic. Chaotic. And and, uh, and Mikey says, uh, I'm not going to get to watch the show before you record. Okay, so maybe Darren Credible, that's me at Darren Credible, can yeah. fill in the blanks for me in his best British accent. Oh, blimey, governor. What an episode. It certainly was, and then I put uh, the Jan Wooters. Um, uh, oh, I yeah. see, I see what you did what there. I did yes. there. I, I, I kept it, I kept it real, didn't I? I put like yeah. the John Wooters gift for him. You know, it's, it's a little, a little thing I like to do for for my fans out there. Yeah. Uh, truly, your British accent is stunning, right? Yeah, Dude, I'm gonna, I'm killing it. It, it's not at all like you just suffered a massive head injury. Nope. <laughs> um, I'm a guy. What's up? And and lastly, uh, Enrique, he's at uh, Brilliant Orangey. Uh, he just uh, responded with uh, some pictures of Jan Wouters, the Dutch football coach. Oh, Jan Wooten, yeah. Well, Wouters. Yeah. Oh, that's how you say it. Okay. Yeah. So now we know what he looks like, and he. He looks like an imposing gentleman. Mm, he's, a, he's a manly man. Very thick neck, very uh, stern expression, uh, an intimidating mustache. Oof. I would not want him violently kicking a ball in my direction. Yes, he's... You don't want to cross this Dutch oven. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. that was his nickname. I don't, he's Dutch and Dutch oven. I don't know. Dutch oven, because he farts under sheets a lot. Yep. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. It's canon. Putting it out there. And, uh, yeah, we also had a little bit of news. SNL, they, they announced that their uh, their next host is going to be when the show comes back. Yes, February 25th. We're getting Woody Harrelson and Mr. Jack White. This will be Woody Harrelson's fifth time hosting the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are getting a five-timer sketch. Bam, bam, One, bam. One, two, three, four, five. You're great. You're great. And also, yeah. uh, I did a little research. I found out that 
Uh, technically, this is Jack White's fifth time on the show as well. Oh, as a musical guest? Uh, yeah, well, the first time he ever did it, he it's when he was with uh, the White Stripes. Yes, I, I've heard of that yes. group. Uh, yes. You know, if I uh, check out the episode uh, with music with the host, uh, John McCain, because <laughs> he hosted that episode. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. It was a blast from the past. Right. So uh, that's the first time he, he was on it, and then he did it uh, three more times as a solo artist. So this okay. will be his fifth time. All right. So technically, right. this is his fifth time. So maybe we'll get a double five-timer sketch. Who knows? That will be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they usually, at this point, they usually acknowledge it when it is somebody's fifth time hosting. They usually do something. And, you know, it's always interesting to see what sort of twists they they put in the, the five-timers club thing. Because, you know, they've had to, have to do a lot of variations on the theme. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, I am... I imagine we're going to get some cameos of some uh, other five-timers, whoever's available. Looking up. I mean, Paul Rudd lives in the city. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, all right. Did not know that. I mean, I don't have his address or anything. But yeah, no, he, <laughs> Damn he, he lives in New York. All right. Do you think we can get his address? Like, I think I think we could be friends. Like, he seems like a cool dude. I, I mean, if there was a way we could get his address on the up and up, mm. I mean, I don't want to do it in a stalkery way. But no, I, of course, also want to be friends with Paul Rudd, as any right-thinking person does. Absolutely. Like, I mean, because he's, he's, he's a delight. He is. He just, he just seems like he would be fun to spend time with. And I am, I am quite looking forward to the, the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Absolutely. Absolutely. you know, I just, you know, I get, I could spend two hours with my, with my TV friend, Paul Rudd. Yay, Paul Rudd. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this episode. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, Jack White. I mean, you oof, you know he's gonna bring the roof down, dude. Like he he had, he never disappoints. Like he's a he's a rocker, rocker, strong yeah. performer. Always brings it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm looking forward to it. And Woody Harrelson, he's a solid host. He's always been really good. Solid host, solid host. Uh, you know, got some got some stuff going on. Um, yeah, you know, I, I enjoy the Woody Harrelson. I enjoy him as a performer. I. I enjoyed Jack White as a performer. Jack White has some comedic chops as well. Yep. You know, he, I remember him fondly in Walk Hard mm. as, as Elvis, as the king. You know, yeah, I always kind of wanted him to do more comedy. Like, I don't know why he never did that. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe he'll he'll cameo in a couple sketches. Ooh, now you're cooking. You know, that's that's always fun when the, we have the musical uh, guest mix in the sketches a little bit. Yeah, I'm straight, so uh, they have a little fun with the make 'em ups. Yeah, the make 'em ups and move 'em outs. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, February twenty fifth, new episodes. Check, check it yeah. out, folks. Keep on. And and you know what are we doing in the meantime? Stuff. We're doing we're doing stuff. Yeah. Okay. Stuff. Is, don't you worry about it. Yeah. Just eyes on your own paper, bub. Don't worry. Don't you worry yeah. what we're doing over here. Yeah. All right. No, we 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 got it covered. Okay. All right, Mac. We're on it. All right. We got stuff over here. Don't you? We are on it. All right. We have not like technically decided on a thing, but. We're going to work it out. Yeah. Okay. Have we ever led you astray before, dear listener? Have Many we... times. Okay. Our listeners are saying now. Okay. But we're not going to do it this time. Oh, I am. I'm, wow. I am getting so many instant messages, which is kind of weird because this show is not live. Um, <laughs> wow. How did they know this? How did they know we just asked if 
we'd ever let them down. And uh, wow, they are venomously saying that, yes, we have many a time. Oh, my God. Well, oh, boy. Uh, all right. Well, right. Well, well, I mean, OK, message received. OK, wow. Um, this, uh, this, this went poorly. I did not expect this. To um, I, I guess I'll just say if you have a suggestion of a show or a movie you want us to cover on the SNL Nerds podcast on, on one of these off weeks, as you know, they occasionally come up. Uh, yeah, let us know. Let us know, and we'll we'll try to work that out. We'll try to work that into the schedule. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, what are you dying to hear? Let us know. Yeah. What do you What do you so What do you need to hear from us? Like, what do you What can't wait? What is so precious that you need to hear from us? What we think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you just dying to know our opinions on? Yeah, I, I like to get aggressive. You, with you want us to validate your opinions? Yeah. We can do that for a price. That's right. For a fee. We, uh, you know, we can be bought. Yes. Oh, um, absolutely. I mean, and if you have these suggestions, uh, yeah, please just uh, contact us on the Twitter sphere at SNL Nerds Show. That's where you can you can contact us, and Darren and or I will read that and possibly respond. And uh, we also have individual Twitter accounts. We sure and, do. And Instagram accounts. You yeah. Like me, for instance, you can find me at Trumbull Comic. T R U M B U L L and the word comic. And you can find me How about at, that, huh? Yeah, and you can find me at Darren Credible. That's D A R I D A R Jesus D A R I N Credible. Twitter, Instagram, boom. Spelling your name is rather tough, isn't it? It's the. Well, I'll get it one day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. One yeah. day. And I mean, if you look, if you're even, if you're so inclined, you can contact one of us and not the other. The other one doesn't even have to know. Yeah, we, we're fine with talking about each, you know, each other behind each other's backs. We do it anyway. We do it so much. Oh my so God. much, you people. So much. We so have so many things to say about each other behind the other one's back. Oh, my God. It's like high school. Oh. Oh, God. We're so catty. Meow. It's like a, it's like a real Housewives episode up in here. Yeah. I did not come here. I assume. Me. I, haven't even, I haven't watched that show ever. <laughs> But no, I, I, I just I just assume they they bitch about each other behind the backs yeah. all the time. These bitches, it's fake. I'm the only one that's real. Yeah. I didn't come here to make friends. <laughs> These people are so toxic. Yeah, for real. I actually did come here to make friends. Yeah, I did too, and I've made one in you, John Trumbull. Oh, yeah. See, I ended on a nice note. Look at that. I'm still not starting a TikTok. Uh, profile for you, but uh, all right, whatever. Still touching, still touching. Fine, fine, fine. So yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with another thing. Uh, you know, another thing tying into something in February. Will it be Black History Month? Will it be Valentine's Day? Will it be the Super Bowl? It'll be one of those things, maybe, or something with nothing to do with any of those things. Yeah, maybe we're just making shit up. We don't know. Who knows? We'll figure it out, though. We got a week. But until then, nerds out! This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.